It's not a long curve, but there's a lot here. Talking about Lumius, about the Makar <coughs> of Jewish nationalism, which is, of course, from Kedusha. And Rav Kook is explaining based upon a very, very deep concept that's found in the Sifre Kabbalah, Kisari, and Zara Kaddish, how there are Pizurei Ha'amun Ha'elokis, there are scatterings, the scatterings of, of Emuna, of Jewish faith, of, of Am Yisrael's Emuna throughout the world and wherever we've gone in the world. And and with the ingathering of Am Yisrael and the return to Yisrael, these kaiches that the nations have drawn from us, we're able to bring back with us. And one of the most powerful of those kaiches is the longing for nation and for the land, which in its makar, of course, is Jewish, is holy, is pure. But once it fell into the hands of the nations of the world, became distorted and perverted, became something which was the source of so much misery and suffering, which ultimately led to led to the Holocaust. One of the great forces behind fascism and so on. We're, we're on page 453, footnote Rav Kook is saying regarding these Pizure Amuna, the scattered faith of Am Yisrael throughout the world, is that the Yisod and the Shosh of all Musa and all Taiv and all Yosha and Emes and Sadik comes Mimkor Yisrael, comes from Tanakh, from the presence of Am Yisrael, 
Chol Mekarmesh Pizirena, wherever we've been over the years. Achain, therefore, Hayyehudim Hashem Nispazru Ben Umas Ha'olam. So he's just explaining here, Rav Avinir, what this means, Pizirei Amunah. And therefore, Hayyehudim Hashem Nispazru Ben Umas Ha'olam. The Jews who, are, who have spread among the nations of the world, the Jews who are found in different places in the world absorb, they, they reabsorb these oitzvahs, these treasures of Emes and Sadek and Yerushim and so on through their exposure to these nations where they find themselves which have taken a part of Am Yisrael, a part of our Amuna, and developed and focused and, and worked it through in such a way where it's, where it's oftentimes much more comprehensible and much more accessible to these people, to these Jews, than it would be the way that it's found, it's found in its original form in the, in the Svarmakad Ocean. Chazal, Tanakh, and the Svar Makadoshim. So you'll have the most common thing is that uh, you'll have somebody that's reading a beautiful poem which, which is expressing in the most beautiful and poetic way a Kesha between people between a husband and a wife parents and children an appreciation for appreciation for, for, for the beauty of the world and 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 somebody who's reading this poem is, is 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 blown away by how beautiful it is, and and it moves him, or listens to a song that's not Jewish, and and it expresses certain emotions, feelings that he wasn't able to see in the in the little Torah that he learned. Even if he learned a lot of Torah, he wasn't able to see that expressions, these are beautiful American or English expressions of, of feelings and of thoughts that come from Mikor Yisrael, mixed in with a lot of crazy things, with a lot of Tumah. But the Tov is Mikor Yisrael. But to hear it in a song, to see it in a painting, to see it in a poem, <coughs> where this person is able to be um, affected by it in such a way and not even to realize that that the origin of this is Mimkari Yisrael. Of all of these concepts, it comes from Mimkari Yisrael. So Jews in the places that we've gone have been able to absorb from these Eitzvahs, Bechazara, to take them back and when we came back from all of these places to Yisrael, they bring back the stolen these stolen treasures to the place where they came from. the ingathering of the exiles, It's not just a geographical event. The Jews are coming back. And they're returning to Israel. 
Just a lot of people coming to a place. It's an ingathering of ways of looking at things, of understanding, of very big of Jews coming back from Russia, from Iran, from Morocco, from wherever we've been. But there is Yeshel Hoven is Divrei Hagemor Meseches Megillah. The Gemara says in the Megillah, "Asidin Batik Nasius Abatim Midrashis Shabbavol Sheikovu Beretz Yisrael." Then Mashiach comes, the shuls and the Batim Midrashis and the yeshivas of Chutzlarets of Bavel are going to be established in Eretz Yisrael. Klaimer, Asidin Kol Zarmei Hamachshavis. On a deeper level, it means that all of the machshavas and hashkafas, the kernel, the inner core of holiness that's found, and all of the, and all of the experiences that Am Yisrael had, living in in, the, in different places. Bavo means in Chutzlaris and all the places that we've been. All that is holy means. The Batakniasis and the Batimidroshis of Chutzlar is going to come to Israel. So the simple way of learning that means that, you know, the, 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 the young Israel of Houston is then going to be in Yerushalayim or it's going to be in Haifa and Petach Tikva. And the young Israel of, uh, the young Israel of, uh, you know, of Memphis is going to be here. And the, and the Shtibel Kahaladasi Rayim of Lee Avenue is going to be there and so on and so forth. Okay, we believe in that. But the panemius, of course, of that means that there were things that we gathered, there are things that we that we experienced, that we learned in those places that we were, and all that is holy that we were able to somehow absorb in all the places of Golas, which is Batakanesias and Batamidrashis, are going to be established in Eretzisra. They're going to be brought back to Eretzisra. They come back to Israel with us from all of our places. And with all of the best that we bring back from all of the, unfortunately, Jews come back with other things as well. So they come back with a bunch of suitcases. One of the suitcases is filled with Kedusha. There's a suitcase that's filled with Kedusha. There are the suitcases that have other things, so it's confusing. But Mitzvah Shem, in the end, all of the other things are going to be removed. But the suitcases of Kedusha, of Kedusha Sisrael, that we bring back with us from all of the places that we've been, are going to be unpacked in Eretz Yisrael, are being unpacked in Eretz Yisrael, and are going to be used to build Ha'uma Yisraelis. Yudei, Italia, Jews of Italy, are going to bring, bring with them all of the good that they were able to absorb from the people of Italy. And there's, there's much good together mixed in with a lot of other things, but there's, there's good that's found that somehow in that part of the world that's called Italy, that there the population of Italy received, absorbed something originally from the, the Jews that first came there, and that over time, over time, things became so mixed in with everything else 
But this is a remarkable mitzvah that the Arizal spoke a lot about, and the Zohar speaks a lot about, that takes place with Kibbutz Goliath. It's the bringing back of those Pizure Emunah, the scatterings of the Emunah of Am Yisrael, to bring back with us to Eretz Yisrael. Yehudah Morocco, the Jews of Morocco, Yaviu Imam is a Sheshafkum and Am HaMerkai. They're going to bring back what, they, what they're returning from Morocco. And Yudei Teiman, and the Teimanim, Yaviu Imam is a Sheshafkum and Am HaTeimani, V'chein Al Zuhaderach. And so it is in such a way. It continues in this way. Turn the page. Footnote 1131. Evil gathers together. Evil is like a magnet. The forces of the Koch of evil in the world gathers together whereas Am Yisrael is gathering the Pizure Amuna in the world the Koyach of Ra of Amalek is gathering all of the Pizure Harishas that are found in the world Even within evil itself, since there's no, there's nothing that's utterly evil. Inside all of the, inside that which is most evil, the the pnimis of pnimis is also tov. So the rishoyim are taking from the chitzonias of evil, which is evil. But there's a certain energy of holiness that's found at the core of evil itself. And this is a very, very dangerous thing, obviously. But that too was Miziv HaKadosh B'Gneva. It was taken B'Gneva Miziv HaKadosh. V'Hakadosh L'Kachas B'Chazerasa Rav Kook writes that holiness is extracting. <coughs> holiness is struggling to extract from evil as kol ha'iris ha'genuvim halalu, all of these stolen lights. And we saw this, he brings some iris ha'tshuva, there's all the arisa. Iris ha'tshuva yud beiz yud. Vein kol koicha kiim b'nitzoy tzak dusha ha'genuvim shala, mitoch oitzay Yisrael achai. Shehi paltosam kima kima, adashir ter naf shalagame. That these, that the tov that comes from oitzay Yisrael achai, from kedushas Yisrael, that is that that is scattered and 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 found among all of all of, even the riches of the world, the energy of Am Yisrael. The most we spoke about this a number of times. This Rav Kook's explanation is found in the Siddur, in his Siddur on the Indian of what happened by the Akeda. Which that, that's one of the most remarkable pieces that you'll ever see. Anywhere, have Rav Cook explains the Akedas Yitzchak, and <coughs> this this Indian of of a father of a parent killing a child 
for Avodah was something very common by the pagans. Human sacrifice. It was very common. And it was everything in his life that Avram Avinu was, was trying to overcome, was trying to repair. Was this type of a this this type of an, of insanity to 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 sacrifice one's child for for the gods or whatever? But the way Rav Cook explains, we've discussed this many times over the years. The way Rav Cook explains the Akedah, which is that Hashem is Baruch told Avraham Avinu, "Kachnes bin Chesichit Chesher Havdes Yitzchak, Vahaleis Omahaylah." To take your your child that you love and to bring him up to and to bring him up as an oila, and that place is the place of the base hamikdash in Yushalayim. And the kedushas hamikdash is drawn from that moment when there was a father that was about to sacrifice his son. And the way Chazal tell us, and the way Rav Kook explains, is lecha talya that return to the dew of your youth. Hashem told Avram Avinu, was telling Avram Avinu, I want you to return to that passion, to that insanity of, of when you were a crazy pagan, when you were a healthy pagan. But I want you to use that in the session, not to kill your son. We don't do that. <coughs> but I want you to daven like that. I want you to daven like that. I want you to be Mekai Mises with Azar Mesiris Nefesh, with the fire of Mesiris Nefesh. So you take the animal instead of your son. You take Shachas Min instead of your son. You make a bracha like that instead of your son. Because there's a certain fire, there's a certain passion that was buried in that evil of child sacrifice, of human sacrifice, where a person is prepared to give up that which is most precious and dear to him. For what he believes, that, in of itself, is extraordinarily holy. And Hashem's book didn't want Avram Avinu to have a nation of, of, uh, of cold-hearted <coughs> monotheists. He wanted to have monotheists who have the hearts of pagans. Or, or, I understand you have to take that in the right context. If, if I'm quoted, if I'm quoted like out of context, I'm not going to be invited to the, to the convention or anything. So that fire, that that fire, and how to and how to gather it back to our people, and to bring it into Eretz and how to make it part of our davening and part of our learning. In modern therapy, a lot of what takes place in modern therapy, these are all these are all things that are stolen from Knesset Yisrael. Doesn't mean somebody went in and opened up a door and took something, but and now it's a strange thing. So now we have to try to understand these things based upon the Torah. And so to put out a book about how do we understand this based upon the Torah, it's, it's, it, it originated in Torah. And it got mixed in with other things. It's the pshat in, in the pasuk in, in Chumash. It's the pshat in the Mishnah. It's the pshat in the Gemara, in the Medrash, in the Zohar. And it got mixed into the nations of the world 
what happened to us in Gaulus and how we lost our connection, our understanding of these things. And now they're coming back to us. Of course, it has to all be carefully, carefully examined and analyzed to bring out the Kedushas Yisrael because it's mixed into all kinds of crazy things. Eastern religion, meditation, I gave that example last week, two weeks ago. Evil itself. At the core of evil, there's Kedusha. In the letters, Igris, Rav Kook writes, Europa Lokhez Dvarashan, Europe. Europe took the Dvarashan. Metzinor Mole Refesh, and they took the Dvarashan through a tzinor, through a pipe. That's Mole Refesh, filled with the filth, Shalhanoitzvis of Christianity. Europe took Yiddishkeit, took the truth of the Dvar Hashem, and and took the, that pure Dvar Hashem through the through the pipe, the channel of the filth of Christianity. and the Dvar Hashem became filthy, became dirtied and polluted with Christianity. And as a result of that, the Dvar Hashem lost the remnant of its beauty, of its sweetness. That Christianity stole from the Jewish people, from Am Arlam as the Jewish people. That was stolen from us. All the concepts of Taivan, Moshe, and Emes, and Sadiq, and so on. In certain circles, they like to call this Judeo-Christian. You know, they like to say it. So at least there might have there's something Jewish. And the darkness that covers. It came with all the darkness that covers these truths, surrounds these truths, these people. And they, they, they're not ashamed. They take pride in the fact that they took the light of the Jewish people, the Somo Beklaim, and they put it into their, into their vessels, into their containers. They packaged it in their bottles and their boxes and came out from their packaging of Judaism, came out Christianity and, the, and Islam. These are all Yiddishkeit that was, that was packaged by Ayyuddin He writes over there, I have del Shabendat Ladas, Klaimer Shabendadas, Shainu Yali Karbishem Etsem Pratiza, but Negovo Makariusa, but Mendas Machuka Usifis, Shaina Elekfimashi, Yochle Lidlois, Mamakar, Der Kneva Vachalchal. The difference between true faith and the other faiths is the difference between that which is exalted in its originality. And that which was drawn from the source that's original by way of Geneva, by way of theft. Eleven thirty-three. And now let's read. Let's read up at top. That's where we're. That's really we're up to. 
Let's read in the text of, uh, of Rav Kook. So all of these things are You see in the text itself. So everything now slowly is returning to us. Miskansim loads and it's gathering in our eyes in our in our treasures. Mislaktim oid hapam beknesis Yisrael, being gathered together once again in Knesset Yisrael. Mishavim letchia, and is returning to life. Aide hamayin neshamas chadoshes shall am never through the multitude of new neshamas of a nation that is being created again, of Am Yisrael that's being created again to prepare for Mashiach at the end of time, Na'am Nivra, a nation that is created. That's a pus, that's based upon the Pasuk in Tehillim. Va'am Nivri Halelka, that when Mashiach comes, Am Yisrael is going to be is described as a nation that is created once again. So, look at 1133. Nishomus Chadoshes Mafias Va'am Yisrael. Again, for many, many years, the vast majority of neshamas were Gilgulim that were returning for a second, third, fourth time Gilgulim, reincarnations. There are, before the end of time, we're told, that even though, of course, there are still many, many Gilgulim, but even those Gilgulim that are returning, there are Mabel, we learned them, Darflag and so on, but even the Neshamas that are coming back to the world are infused with something new. Neshamas Chadoshes Mafiyas Ba'am Yisrael. There are new Neshamas that are appearing in Am Yisrael. Again, how this works with Gilgulim Old Nishamas, new Nishamas, we're not going to go into that now. That's a very big subject, and the whole Shah Gilgulam is written about that, but that's not for us now. But the Icarus that we see now, Yehudim Balakishwainis Gadailam, Jews with tremendous, tremendous talents and skills. Many of these talents and skills are taken, from, come with them from the nations of the world also. Nishamas Chadoshes. Nishamas Chadoshes, Nishamas Nigalos, he writes in the Shemar Kavasim. New souls, neshamas negolos, redeemed souls, neshamas gorlos, neshamas that can redeem others, and neshamas meshichiyos, messianic neshamas, that are filled with the oil of Mashiach. Onuroim, in the Makar of Kuk writes, Aniro, I see. Olam Molay, I look and I see that there's a world that's filled, shal neshamas yishanas, of old neshamas. Ba'achrei chain or chadash yafiyah. But then a new light will appear. A treasure of new life filled with freshness. Neshamas chadoshes, new souls. Mileos ofos chaim ga'oni that are filled with brilliant life. Memshelos olam olme olamim aparachas va'ila that that come from the highest places that. Parachas va'ila that's blossoming and rising. Hamisacheches b'chol eis l'fnei hadar kel elyon. These neshamas that are always laughing in the presence of Hashem. Hatsulis mi ziv achachma 
that come from the highest place of Hashem's, the radiance of Hashem's wisdom, Vagvur Shomayla. Ubesichas Rav Tzvi Yehuda and Rav Kook's son, Rav Tzvi Yehuda, Nisha Rabbeinu, Rav Tzvi Yehuda was asked, Mi heinah neshamas chadash. So are these new neshamas that his father was talking about? Vaheshev and Rav Tzvi Yehuda said, Yehudim mefuzarim ben hagayim. The neshamas chadash that that his father was talking about, he suggested, are Jews who are mefuzarim ben hagayim, who are spread out among the goyim, misboilim umilbubolim who are assimilated and confused because of the influence of the Goyim. So Shuv Nishal, then he, they asked him, So why are they called new Nishamas? And he answered, Because they're coming from outside. From among the Goyim. It's like something new. His chaches. Something that wasn't before his chaches. And we see this in our own time. What's happening? So Rav explains on top. The Jews who are coming back from Golis. Are returning to us the treasures that were stolen over the years. The Rebbein Apashit, on a simple level, because they absorbed the non-Jewish culture, as that culture was 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 expressed in the country that they're coming from. That's. On a, on, on a very superficial level, they bring that with them. On a deeper level, on a deeper level, this appearance of new neshamas within Am Yisrael at the end of time. That we see great and powerful neshamas with kishrenes, with certain talents and skills, that we never saw during all of the years of our history. So two things. First of all, what Rav Kook is speaking about the Rebbe HaPashit, on a, on a simple level, that we see the what Jews are bringing back in the places that they come from. So an, ex- so, an example, just a simple example of the simple pshat, what it means. We see that there's something very, very different about a typical Svardish Jew than an Ashkenazi Jew. And one of, those th- one of the things that, that, that is most striking and most obvious is that even even those who are not necessarily of the Svardish, who are not necessarily so observant. There are certain things about them that are obviously extractions from the culture from which they come. Respect for parents. Now that's originally Kabbalah Zavichah 
Well, what happened to that in America? In America, Kabbalists of Yichavah took a, a big hit. But in the but the Svadisha countries, where they come from, it didn't. Kabbalists of Yichavah was left to a large extent. It was left intact. So you can get a you can get a, you can get a you can get a Svadisha guy that in, that is like completely completely crazy and wild and do all kinds of various devices under Rabbanan. and the mother snaps her finger and he comes kissing her hand and falls on the floor yes you know yes you know. jump out of the plane yes you know yes, yes. <laughs> you can't do that with an Ashkenazi the mother snaps the finger and he starts to imitate her. <laughs> Masvadi, she snaps her fingers. He comes running. Yes, Ima. Which is which is something that you you would see lahavdil el falfiyavdalos with with Muslims as well. It's the same thing. In Tuma, it's the same thing. So, on a very obvious level, there's something cultural about. There's something cultural about about the kibud of the aim that Svaradim have. The pashas of their belief, of their amuna, of their belief in God. Again, you can have the same guy, you know, whatever, he's up to all kinds of mischief, crazy things. And then and then, you know, you you flash a picture of the Babasali, he closes his eyes, takes out his yarmulke, starts to cry. And he's ready to write out a check to the, you know, for whatever it's talking. So this, the, that the origin of that is, of course, the origin of that is holy. What happened in those places of the world, in the eastern part of the world, the Middle Eastern part of the world, was packed with Jews for a very long time, from the time of the Churban Rishon, packed with Jews, became much more, obviously, Later on, much more, but going back in the sweetest and simplest, and when you see Dafka by the Taimanim, by the Yemenites, which is the oldest goes, in the places where Jews were longest. So to to look at it and to say, well, then this is not really Yiddishkeit, it's just that they're Jewish people who have just adopted the culture of, of, of the Arabs, wherever the Arabs live. That's that's not true. The, the Arabs adopted, and they took, the Pizurei Kibbutz Aim, the Pizurei Emuna of Jews that were there a long, long time ago. And now these Sfarad Shahidin, they come back from the place that they were in, where there was a culture of respecting parents. That culture in Morocco and in Algiers and so on, and all these places, Tunisia and all these places, of course, it was taken into all different kalim, all different kinds of kalim, kalim, good and bad. But the makar is kedusha Yisrael, is kibud avayim, is a, the pashas, the pashas, the simple amuna, amuna. How do you explain such a difference between the, the differences between svarim and Ashkenazi? I mean, there are, these are very, very obvious differences. It's not; these are not subtle things. And even Sfarim that have been in America for a generation or two, there's still a very big difference between the typical Sfarim and the typical Ashkenazi. Even the Sfarim that have been here for, for, for a couple of genera- generations, 
it's different. It's definitely different. The Amuna, Pshuta, the Tamimus, the Kibra of the Aim, the Kabir Chachamim, the Heretz for Chacham for Rabbanim. All of that is the opposite of European culture where, where America comes from. American culture is all that. European culture is all that. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. Disregard for parents. Convoluted intellectualism as, as opposed to Amunakshuta, simple faith. Jacob. That's all that's that America Yashin's from England and from France. It's just a much friendlier version and much more uh, chilled, comfortable, happy type of a place than in Europe. But but the the Indian of Europe European culture that was brought here from England and from France and from Italy. But America is a conglomerate of all of these uh, different cultures that came from Europe. This is something that this is something that's on a, on a very simple level. It's very observable. It's very obvious. The difference between a Swadeshi and an Ashkenazi. It's a very different. It's a very obvious thing. And even generations later, we see this difference between Ashkenazi and Swad. That's Beravid Apostle. It's just an example, Baravid Apasha. That the Svadim brought with them the territories so the good and remember there's 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 good suitcase and there's stuff that's not the suitcases they brought back from uh, I'm saying all these nice things about the Svadim, what they brought back, but they brought back some other stuff too. I don't want to say bad things, but they brought back other stuff, especially the you know of men and women. They brought back things that are from from the Arabs that are that came that's also one of the suitcases they have to deal with that stuff that in, in Europe because of the modernization of Europe there was a there was a different attitude towards women that the Americans brought with them which is mim so to mechabed as that's something that that was brought that came that's from Kedushis Yisrael that came through Europe and came to America. But it's like that. That's that's on the simple. That's on the simple level. But Rav Cook says on a deeper level. These neshamas chadoshes, amamish neshamas chadoshes, the likes of whom there were never in, in the history of our people. Now that. That sentence that, that Rav Avinir just wrote to explain this omniver that Rav Kook is talking about, that the, these neshamas chadoshes that Rav Kook is talking about, this is going to make many, many people, more, more of the traditional types, very uncomfortable. Because we were raised, all we ever heard about when we were raised was that everything is getting worse. It was the neshamas are lower than they've ever been. That's how we, we, we were raised on Yeridus Adairus. And we don't have to spend a lot of time because we read, we've already learned a lot about that here together over the years. The Indian of, of understanding the Indian of Yerida Sadaris and Aliyah Sadaris and Pinimi Satara. We're going to go over a little bit here in, in, the, in this note. In 1135, we'll go over a little bit. 
Because all we were ever taught is you read this and do this. And and all of Cook is talking about is neshamas chadoshes and filled with filled with certain light and certain kishrenis that are new neshamas that we never saw ever ever before. Such great neshamas, such powerful powerful big neshamas that we have at the end of time. And doesn't that contradict all that we ever learned about how since our Sinai has been downhill? Everything is going down, and and and, and we no longer have. A, we forget about a Chassam Seifer, a Baal We don't have a Moshe Feinstein anymore. We don't have a Chavetz Chaim anymore. We don't have a, a, a Baba Sali or a Lubavitch Rebbe anymore. So you read this Adoris, and we're always crexing and crying and complaining and telling stories about how it used to be. And how now everything is, is, is terrible and is so different and, and a much lower level. And, and everybody is much worse off now than before in Ruchnias. So we were raised very, very much in, 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 a, uh, in that understanding of Yeridus Adayus. Which, of course, provided us with many, many reasons not to trust ourselves, not to trust our instincts. <coughs> the Yeridus Adayus. It's a big subject. I don't know if we should, but we've already spent time on that over the years. Let me do a little bit, a little bit from uh, footnote 1135, a little bit, only because there are some here that that simply would not understand what is going on over here unless we talk about it a little bit. Because what about you, readers and others? Like the Maestro, we don't have, we don't have uh, a Sefer, we don't have a Night of Yehuda, Forget about Rashi and the Rambam. We don't have. We don't have. It's very, very, very far. It's not just the, and it's not just going back a, a long time ago. I mentioned last week. I don't know if it was here in Yeshiva that that the Rabbi Laroth was talking about this about how. The Holocaust was something that had to happen, <coughs> and it was, and it kept on being delayed. With the tzaddikim, the neshamos and Gan Eden kept on asking, and the tzaddikim of the, the tzaddikim of the, the living tzaddikim were kept on asking, no, not now, not now, please, not now, and it was being put off. It was being put off until it came to a point where Hashem said that this is the last generation that will be able to, that will be able to handle it. It was our parents' generation, or some of your grandparents. That was the last generation that could handle it. In other words. Our generation would not have been able to handle the Holocaust. We wouldn't do too well if the temperature in the room right now was 10 degrees lower either. We'd probably just all leave. There's a there's a wonderful Jew that I that I, I exercise with. He teaches me how to try to become healthy. And he's a very special guy, and I much love him. And and so we do this we do this twice a week. He's very patient with me. It takes a long time. And um, he shared with me something very interesting. He was telling me that there's a television show. 
I'm not in the one, something from way back, I don't know how long ago, but there's a television show that, it's a comedy, and in one of the episodes, there was a, a, a Pesach Seder. And, uh, and at the Pesach Seder, so what happened is that the, the rabbi asked this, asked this person, this Jew who was having this Seder, the rabbi of his shul said, you know, you're, you're inviting some people over. There's a, there's a survivor that I would like you to have over. So the, so the president said, of course, I'm a survivor. So I see where some of you are smiling, so I guess this is well known. Yes. So uh, the survivor, sure. So the rabbi comes to the seder, of this balabas of his, I guess. The rabbi comes to the seder, but the, but the guy looks like he's like 30, 30 years old. And the, uh, the Balabas said, um, where's, where, 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 uh, so he introduces him, this is the guest, so-and-so, whatever the guy's name is, uh, Paul, uh, whatever, this is the guest. So the, uh, so the Balabas asked, uh, where's the survivor? So the guy says, that's me. So the Balabas is like, how's that, how's that possible? You're, like, you're, you're a young man. So he said that, he was on a on a television show called Survivor. <laughs> and he was there was some reality show, and he was and he was put onto an island, and uh, he he was there for whatever, and he had to deal with the elements there with other people, and so on and so forth, and uh, he, he's Survivor. So that's that's the Survivor, and they uh, says, okay, was not going to tell him not to come, so he sits down, but he also had. At the seder, there was an old Jew who was really a survivor, who came to the seder. And what happened? At, what happened on the show at the seder is that this this thirty-year-old uh, guy that was on the television show that was put into this island for a week. So he said he's trying to describe how hard it was, and he said, "Like we hardly had any really good snacks that they gave us." <laughs> So the old Jew, the Holocaust survivor, is saying, snacks? <laughs> <laughs> so the young guy says, yeah, you know, we, we, we just they gave us some this, they gave us a message. So he, he said, we didn't have any, we didn't have any snacks. And was, the young guy thought that he was a real survivor, and the old guy saying, you're a survivor? It's an interesting idea of, 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 for a show. So this this guy this guy was put onto an island with with uh, with snacks and with meals and with and with uh, uh, pretty little girls running around in bathing suits. So he's a, he sees himself as a survivor, and he and he doesn't understand like what what's the what's what is the, what what possible greater hardship could anybody go through than what I had on the island? How could it be? And the and the old guy is saying, "You have you have you have you have Auschwitz." <laughs> This guy's now you don't understand. You understand. We had mosquitoes. <laughs> we had crazy mosquitoes. It was like 90 degrees. So the, the old guy says, we had Nazis. And it was below 50 below. And there's like a conversation. So Rabarula said that, that the tzaddikim, he, he, he was a big Baruch HaKadosh. He said that tzaddikim tried to put it off another generation. Can you imagine that? I mean, it was, that we would have been in it. Our generation would have been in the Holocaust. Wow. 
but but that that Tanakh Baruch couldn't agree to because he said that's not it's not shy. Because this generation, the, our generation, never ever could have survived. It wouldn't be shy. Survived, just stop to survive, and then with any amuna, it wouldn't have been able to survive. Like I told you once, the mice that my father had with a person who couldn't understand how my father still eats matzah on Pesach, and the Jewish guy said to my father, "Mr. Weinberg, you, you, didn't you go through the Holocaust?" And my father said, "Yes." So what? Was after the, and you still eat matzah on Pesach? That's what the Jews said to my father. You still believe in that? So my father said, "So <clears throat> I went through the Holocaust. I was in concentration camp, and because I went to concentration camp, you eat chametz on Pesach." You can't eat matzah because I went through. It bothers you. The Holocaust bothers you so much. You're in such pain that I went through the Holocaust. You can't eat matzah. Now I went there and I eat matzah. That's our generation. We can't. People can't believe because of what happened in the Holocaust. And the Jews said they, but their belief is. So the, the Indian of Yerida Sadarius is something which is very obvious. You don't have to go back a long time. So this is the question of variational Yerida Sadarius, that this is Yerida Sadarius. Right, so we'll begin this next week. We'll spend just a little bit of time on it because it's important. This is a very big question that a lot of people have. How does Rav Kook, how does, it's not Rav Kook, Rav Kook is explaining how does the Zohar and Harizal resolve this apparent contradiction between you read the Sadaris <coughs> on the one hand, and on the other hand, the Nishomas HaKadoshes of Mashiach Tzikainu, the biggest Nishomas that ever were in the world, are now, before Mashiach comes, that's us. How, how, does, it, how does this resolve? So Mitzvah, we'll continue with that next, next day of Shabbos. Yeah.